Hello, this is Spencer Maine. You are listening to my dad on the Handgun World Podcast. Hi folks, I'm Bob Main, and you're listening to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. And speaking of cops, I was at the bank today and I met an awesome police officer today. We were standing in line waiting for the very slow bank teller to take care of our banking business and I struck up a conversation with an excellent officer on the highway patrol here in San Antonio. I learned in talking to this guy that he's been on the force 34 years and does not have any intention of retiring. God bless him. And I tell you what, I, I enjoy people's dedication to any profession, especially the law enforcement profession, because that's just, that's a long time to be a police officer, 34 years. So my hat's off to him and, What's really cool is uh, he doesn't even carry a smartphone. Uh, He was scanning everybody and watching everybody in the bank as we were all waiting in line to get our business done, which I could tell that he is very experienced at doing that and sees the need for doing that. So that's awesome. He had a Glock 17 or 22 in his holster. I couldn't tell which model that it was, but I admire police officers, all of you. Whether you've been on the job for 34 months or 34 years, uh, I admire what you do and and I thank you very much. So the title of this episode is Our Own Worst Enemy, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. I want to let you know that this show is sponsored by Ammo.com, Ammo.com. And because you listen to this podcast, you can get a $20 discount off of your order of $200 or more. Just go to ammo.com slash handgunworld. And if you just look at the show notes, I'll put a link there. Give them some support. It'll also tell them that uh, I'm I'm generating traffic for them. And it's going to be a uh, good deal for you because I'm understanding that the customer service is good. The delivery is fast. The prices are excellent at ammo.com dot com slash handgun world so this is episode 475 how about that folks episode 475 thank you very much i just i can't thank you enough there may actually not be an episode on april 1st um i am getting married the day after this podcast releases on march 16th i'm getting married again uh my uh, future wife is from the Philippines, and sh- we just got her visa all approved. And you know she's she's here by now in the United States. By the time you listen to this, as I'm dictating this, she's going to be getting boarding that plane pretty soon to come in from from the Philippines. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm also inheriting two stepsons. I'm real excited about. I'm real excited about uh, being a dad again. My son's going to be 21 next week, and you know he's he's going to be going off on his own probably in the near future uh, at least probably probably you know around the end of this year 
I think, as soon as he's got his first two years of college under his belt. So it's going to be a great change of life for me. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I just can't say enough positive things about it. And I really appreciate all of you throughout the years supporting me and just keeping me encouraged by listening and the great comments that you give me. You you did it through my cancer fight. You did it through um, the uh, time frame when my wife, my, my first wife, was battling her illness, which eventually took her life. I very much appreciate that. So, folks, you know, you, you're valuable to me. You're so valuable to me, and I, and I want to thank you so much once again for listening to the Handgun World podcast. So I'm probably going to take a little bit of a break, not too long, and uh, during the break, take a moment to go back and Listen to some of the older episodes if you haven't already. I think on most podcast feeds you can get the past 125 or 150 episodes that I've put out. And you can always go to handgunworld.com and listen to all the old episodes. Handgunworld.com, you can stream all of the old episodes. So let's talk about our own worst enemy. I have a regular contributor, Scott from Virginia. He sends me a lot of great emails. Scott, thank you for this one. He also uh, sends me uh, voicemails from time to time. By the way, my number is 210-646-1727. That's the voicemail number if you want to leave a message. 210-646-1727. If you want to be on the Handgun World podcast, leave a voicemail three minutes or less. With a good comment, good question, I'll play your voicemail on the show and give you some comments. Again, 210-646-1727. This came as an email. Scott says, In listening to some recent arguments about gun control or actually gun limitations, he realized that we are our own worst enemy. And he's talking about us. He's talking about the gun culture, the Second Amendment supporters, the community that we have this great community of Second Amendment supporters. He's saying, hey, sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Here's what he's talking about. He says, I associate with individuals who are all strong strong Second Amendment supporters, but we have differing opinions on constitutional carry, on licensing and training. All the opinions are well-reasoned, but very different. Sometimes we degenerate someone because we disagree with them, and then we lose their support. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I've seen that a lot, folks. I've seen people within the Second Amendment, within the gun-friendly community, start degenerating other people. Now, you know, folks, uh, I've been in sales for 32 years, and, and I've made a very healthy living for myself for 32 years in outside sales. I, there's nothing else I'd rather do as a profession. That's just me. I'm that type of a person. And one of the things that I learned very early on when I was a young man in my initial sales training that I received is it's not a good idea to denigrate your competition. It's not a good idea to denigrate the decisions that my potential clients have already made. So, you know, if I, if I walk in to a business and they're using my competitor, if I start trashing my competitor and then I start denigrating their decision to use my competitor, guess what? I might as well leave. The sale is over. I'm not going to win their support. Have you noticed it's the same thing when you're trying to persuade somebody that guns are okay, that the Second Amendment is good? 
You're going to lose their support if you denigrate them. Same goes for people that share the same beliefs. You know, don't denigrate someone because they have a different kind of a gun. Don't denigrate somebody because they they have a different opinion on open carry or constitutional carry or concealed carry or licensing. We need to be unified. We all need to be supportive of each other and be unified. Why? Because let me tell you, the anti-gunners, they're unified. They're very unified. Have you ever noticed that? Their message is pretty much the same, and they're unified, and they're out there telling their story about anti-guns over and over and over again, and they're winning some people's minds. They're getting people to think that guns are bad, and it seems to be getting worse again. Here in 2019, March 2019, seems to be getting worse, worse folks. Uh, 2017, 2018, it seemed like we were winning, and we were winning a lot. All of a sudden now, 2019, seems like that we're starting to lose the uh, Second Amendment argument. That That's just kind of my personal observations. So I, I agree with Scott from Virginia. He says, as a community, we must learn to discuss rationally and not lower ourselves to the mindless name-calling, which reflects very bad in the media. After all, we're, we're fighting for the hearts and minds of the people in the middle. Yeah, isn't that the truth? The people in the middle, the people that are, you know, kind of think, okay, yeah, guns are okay. I don't think guns are these big scary objects that the media makes them out to be because the guns are just machines. That's all they are. Inanimate objects that are used as tools. That's all they are. Just they're used as tools. And by the way, guns are used as a positive tool far more than they are as a negative tool. It's just that the media plays all the negative incidents. But Many more times, citizens defend themselves and save their lives, or they save the lives of others with a gun, far more often than people getting hurt or killed with a gun. Just take a look at at statistics. You know, gunfacts.info is a great website. I used to play a lot of their commercials. Gunfacts.info. Gunfacts, G-U-N-F-A-C-T-S, dot I-N-F-O. Great website. Great resource. And uh, check that out. And I think you're going to find that guns are a good thing. But these people in the middle that say, well, you know, maybe maybe there should be a little bit of gun control. I like guns and, and I believe in owning guns, but maybe there should be a little. No. No, no. Because if we allow even just a little, guess what? Then they take more and they take more. If you give those anti-gunners one inch, they'll take three miles. So let's let's be careful with that. Let's be careful with that. So let's stay unified. Let's not be our own worst enemy. I'll give you an example. Here's another thing. I mean, this is not really an example of somebody being an enemy. Okay, it's not really that they're being an enemy, but here's what I heard one time. I'm not going to tell you where I heard this or who I heard it from, but I'm going to tell you what I heard. I'll tell you it was out on the shooting range one time. I heard someone say... Uh, that, well, first of all, first of all, uh, we were talking about Glock pistols, and we were shooting Glock pistols. And this particular shooter had a different pistol. Uh, they had a different brand, kind of a, uh, a slightly newer brand of striker-fired gun. And this shooter was not doing so well with the new style of gun. And this shooter actually had a Glock 17 that was brought to the range as well. 
So the shooter switched to the Glock 17 and started shooting much better with the Glock 17. And I made a comment. I said, hey, you're, you're shooting that Glock 17 pretty well. Why, why do you have this other brand? And now it was, it's mainly just a curious question, which is why I asked it. And the shooter said, you know what? Um, I didn't want to like Glocks. I asked you, you, you didn't want a lot. You didn't want to like Glocks. Why? Why didn't you want to like Glocks? Well, I didn't want to like. Uh, I didn't want to like Glocks because I don't like the Glock owners. I don't like the Glock owners. He said so. I didn't want to. Didn't want to like the Glock pistols. And he went on to say that he was referring to some of the owners of Glock pistols. And and I think what he's referring to is kind of like the the cultish following of some, not all, some Glock owners. And some Glock owners actually denigrate other people for not owning a Glock or not shooting a Glock. You ever notice that? I've noticed that. Some, some Glock owners will actually denigrate somebody else who does not own and shoot a Glock. I, I don't like that. I, I don't like that. That's a perfect example of what Scott from Virginia is talking about here. And so so this particular shooter I was talking to even though he shot better with the Glock 17, he didn't want to like Glocks, so he bought another brand of pistol that doesn't work as well for him. So I just kind of made a humble suggestion. I just said, well, you know, maybe you just want to ignore all the other Glock owners out there that, that make you feel uncomfortable and uh, shoot your Glock 17 because you seem to be doing very well with it. And I think he kind of agreed that, yeah, you know what? He's doing pretty well with his Glock 17 and maybe this other newfangled you know, incredibly wonder nine millimeter greatest thing since sliced bread pistol. It just might not work as well for him as his uh, his trusty Glock 17 that he shot. I mean, the difference was night and day. He was really shooting that Glock very well. So I think that's an example here of what Scott from Virginia is talking about. It's just one example. So I want to let you know that this show is also sponsored by Concealment Solutions. And Jason at Concealment Solutions just sent to me and Ben Branham some really cool competition holsters that he's now making. And uh, we got them for our M&Ps because we both like to shoot our M&Ps in competition. So be looking for a review from us on YouTube at Modern Handgunners and also on this podcast in the future on Concealment Solutions uh, competition holsters. They're, uh, they really, really look good. I have, I've had a chance to dry fire, but I have not had a chance to go to the range with those competition holsters. But when I do, you'll get plenty of pictures and feedback and a review. So if you need a good holster, whether it's concealment, whether it's concealed carry or competition, go to concealmentsolutions.com and use a one-word coupon code, one word, handgun world. And that'll give you 10% discount at checkout on anything except the belts. All holsters, 10% off just by using the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD. Okay, another way that I think that we are our own worst enemy at times is on social media. And social media is very, very frustrating. Matter of fact, I'm going to start spending less time on Facebook and more time just engaging directly with people as much as I can. Social media, you know, there's, there's an old saying that I really like, and it says, the internet gives everyone a voice, but it doesn't give everyone a brain. Have you ever noticed that? 
I mean, it seems like that's more true every week. Everybody's got something to say and everybody has a voice on the internet because it's easy and free, but they don't all have a brain. Don't fall into that trap. Don't be the joker that doesn't have a brain when you get on Facebook. Keep your comments and your posts factual, polite, and persuasive. How about trying that? Keep your posts factual, polite, and persuasive. A little bit of sarcasm isn't bad, as long as it's not resorting to name-calling and things like that. And, you know, if sarcasm, if played right, if played right, you can actually make a good point with just a small, small little bit of sarcasm. But don't overdo it to where it starts to become insulting. But how about if we use social media as a way to eliminate some fake news and put out facts about guns? You know, how about putting out more information about the positive uses of guns and and the good defensive uses of guns? You know, social media like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, they're great ways to put out links to videos and, and links to articles that are positive and things like that. So, again, when you're thinking about anti-gunners, you know, there are a lot of anti-gunners on social media. If you want to win the hearts and minds of anti-gunners, let's remember what Scott put in his email. Instead of denigrating them, how about just putting out some good facts backed up with videos and articles and research and those types of things, if they care about the facts, those types of things are more effective. Now, we, we all know that many of these anti-gunners operate out of emotion. And facts don't mean anything. You know, they're, they're just all about emotion. They feel good saying we need to have more gun control or ban guns or whatever. They, they just, they feel good. And so facts are not going to matter to them. You know what? Those people are probably unwinnable. Like Scott says, the people in the middle And you can tell. You can tell who they are when you talk to them, when you see their posts on social media and things like that. You can can tell who the people are in the middle. So let's just be real careful that we're not our own worst enemy in talking to them on social media. And the last point that I want to make has a little bit to do with social media. If you put yourself out there on social media, if you record videos and put yourself on YouTube, if you put yourself on Facebook, Facebook Live, or you put videos up there, or Instagram, or whatever, make sure that you know what you're doing. Make sure that you're safe and you know what you're doing before you put the video out there. I'm not saying don't make mistakes because everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. If it's a gross mistake, don't put the video out. Re- reshoot the video, do it over, correct the gross mistake, or whatever. I recently saw a video of a relatively new shooter practicing drawing a pistol and shooting at a, at a steel target downrange. And when this shooter finished, the gun was at slide lock, it was empty. The shooter turns around. He's pointing the gun in the direction of the camera, no doubt he was pointing the gun at probably whoever was running the camera because he was also talking to that person running the camera. So I know there was someone there and he pointed the muzzle straight at the person running the camera. I could see it. And 
yes, the gun was at slide lock. So, well, Bob, what are, you, what are you so worked up about, Bob? The gun was at slide lock. So what? He turned around, he turned around with a gun that was unloaded and, and couldn't fire. That's not the point. The point is if you start building the habit of turning around with a handgun in your hand after you're done shooting down range, you, you turn around with that thing. One of these times, if you keep doing that kind of stuff, one of these times you are going to turn around with a loaded gun by mistake and you're going to point a loaded gun right at somebody. So, muzzle discipline. One of the four rules of gun safety. Okay, keep your muzzle pointed down range at all times. Do not point your muzzle at anything you do not wish to shoot or destroy. Ever. Whether your gun's loaded, unloaded, slide lock or not. You don't do it. When you're done shooting, the gun goes directly back into your holster. That's the way it is. Directly back into your holster or if you're at a public range, lay it on the table, muzzle facing down range. What if you're at a, like a public range and all of a sudden you turn around with uh, even an empty gun in your hand? <laughs> What's going to happen to you? I think that safety officer, if they're worth their salt, you're gone. You're kicked off the range. That's it. No questions. You're done. Goodbye. Out of here. You do that in a competition match, disqualified. You're done. Done for the day. Come back next time. Sharpen up your safety, your gun safety. And what I mean by that is your gun safety habits, not the, not the actual safety on your gun. All right, just a quick break, and uh, that's, that's pretty much the topic that I wanted to cover. Uh, I have a little bit on, I want to cover some modern survival personal development techniques here as I close out this episode. Stay tuned. Well, yeah, it's getting tough out there. Yeah, no doubt. I work in home invasions, mostly. Uh, some murder, uh, occasional rape. Uh, and I'm a huge advocate of gun control, absolutely. Uh, competition is stiff, and it, it doesn't help that every time I kick in a door or smash a window, that I face the possibility of being shot and killed. Listen, the fact is, Allowing citizens to own guns creates a hostile work environment for me and my associates. Uh, no one should have to work under, under those conditions. Uh, I say make them all illegal, absolutely. Make all gun ownership illegal. I mean, I break the law for a living. I'm a professional, so <laughs> it doesn't really bother me. <clears throat> I mean, but personally, knowing that most homeowners don't have guns, uh, that would make me a lot more comfortable, uh, more confident, and it would surely increase productivity. No doubt. This is no Your local violent criminals work hard and put their lives on the line every time they attempt to murder, rape, abduct, or assault a member of the citizenry. They desperately need your help. With your support, there may finally come a day when a violent criminal can have his way with you or someone you love without the fear, anxiety, and stress caused by knowing there's a possibility his victim might be armed. Please show your support 
by voting for stronger anti-gun legislation because criminals prefer unarmed citizens. Okay, for the modern survival slash personal development segment that I like to put in most of my shows, I want to talk about being aware. I want to talk about situational awareness in this episode. And, you know, when I was at the bank today and I saw that, that police officer scanning and he was scanning the, the whole, uh, everybody in the whole entire bank, you know, obviously his experience has taught him to be doing that. And he, he was just there to get some banking business done. So it's not like he was dispatched there or anything like that. But he was, he was being aware. And I was really, I was really pleased to see that because, um, you know, it's, I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I have seen police officers kind of standing around, uh, acting like they didn't really want to be where they were and not being very aware. Matter of fact, I've seen police officers standing around looking at their smartphones and I'm, and I'm wondering, well, okay, um, that officer's attention might not necessarily be on their surroundings. Uh, what happens if while they're checking Facebook or whatever they're doing, some bad guy decides to act, then that, you know, that, that, that could make things uh, pretty, pretty rough for that officer and everybody else that are in that vicinity. But not this police officer today that I met at the bank in San Antonio. So let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Smartphones are a good thing, and they are, in my opinion, also a bad thing. Uh, so many of us, including me, I, I'm not exempting myself from this, folks. You know, you got to remember, I'm just a regular, ordinary guy. I'm just an everyday guy. You know, I'm, I'm just, I just take my, my Second Amendment uh, rights very seriously. And I, and I, you know, I, I, I carry a gun every day. And it's not just about guns. It's also about situational, situational awareness. And I like to stay prepared. You know, I like to do what I can with what I have wherever I happen to be, as I used to say when when I used to talk a lot about survival and things like that. And a lot of it starts with awareness, uh, your surroundings. Are you looking around every time you walk and you go outside and you go somewhere in public? Are you looking around or is your face and your nose buried in your cell phone? Or is it buried in a conversation with somebody else and you're not paying attention. I can't tell you how many times that I have seen some very strange things going on in my space where I happen to be within about 10 to 15 yards of me, especially a lot of times in the business that I do. You know, if I'm walking like in a downtown area uh, where there are a lot of hotels that I'm trying to do business uh, with and I'm trying to talk to some of the hotel owners and things like that, um, you know, that's a that's a public area and sometimes some not so good things are taking place around hotels um, or, or public places like that. And I, I've been able to see some things in advance and, and kind of avoid the situation. And, you know, I, I felt real good about it. And if I had not been paying attention, if my face was buried in Twitter or Facebook or on a phone or something like that, I might not have seen that and I could have walked into something bad. So can, can Facebook wait? Can Twitter wait? Can your cell phone call wait? Can the text message wait? Yeah, I think it can. Just like when you're driving, all that stuff can wait. Uh, you know, think about how important, how important is that text message right now at this time? How important is that Facebook update post? How important is that phone call? 
you know, if you only have five minutes or ten minutes left to your destination or where you're going, can't it wait? Or can't it wait till the next time you make a stop when you're driving? Or when you're when you're walking around, can't it wait until you finish walking to where you're going? Now, I understand uh, sometimes family members call you and you want to always stay available for family members. You know, that's different. If, if you know a family member needs to talk to you and, and you might even be expecting their call, okay, take their call. And by the way, when you're on a phone call, you can still be aware. You can still be scanning your surroundings and you can still be looking around while you're at a phone, on a phone call. Now, it's tough to do that when you're on Facebook or Twitter and have to look at your phone. But it's why I love hands-free devices so much now and my, uh, my AirPods, my Apple AirPods, or any kind of hand, hands-free device that you like to use. I can, I can scan. I can assess the area. I can look to see my surroundings and what's going on and who looks good, who doesn't look good, who looks a little strange, who looks a little suspicious, who does not. I can be doing that and be on my hands-free device and I can do that all I want. So I think it's very important that you do that. Avoidance is probably just as important, if not more important, than actually fighting, actually fighting with your gun. How about avoiding the fight with your gun? Isn't that probably a better tactic? Unless you simply cannot avoid, that's why you carry a gun, because you might end up in a situation, even if it's not your fault, you might end up in a situation where you simply cannot avoid anything but using your gun to save your life. And if that's the case, then you better be ready to use your gun and you better be trained to use your gun to save your life. Okay? So, that's a little bit about modern survival and and a little bit about the uh, personal development that I want to talk about. And Hey, one more thing I wanted to mention. Um, I like to follow John Correa at Active Self-Protection. I like to watch his videos. I like to follow him on Facebook and John recently put a post out there saying that he, he for, for the first time ever, he saw somebody have to reload a revolver in a gunfight. Had to reload a six-shot revolver in a real-life gunfight. and uh, But it didn't matter because he said that the uh, shooter had already won the fight, already defended themselves with the six rounds that were in the revolver. It was, so it was a reload after the fight was done. Uh, so that, that reminded me of two things that I've always said, and, and that is how often are you going to have to reload in a gunfight? Probably not often, because think about it. This person won the fight with the six rounds in their revolver. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk about that, some more about that a little bit later. So if you are like me and you carry a gun with 10, anywhere between 10 and 17 rounds and you carry that often, there are people out there winning gunfights with four rounds, five rounds, six rounds all the time. What's the likelihood of you having to reload to get more ammo in the fight? It's next to nothing, folks. The odds are next to zero that you're going to have to do that. I carry an extra magazine mostly in case my gun malfunctions because magazines in semi-automatic pistols can be the source of a lot of malfunctions. The odds of a malfunction are far higher than the odds of having to do a reload to win the fight. Okay, now here's the other thing. John said the shooter won their fight with the six rounds in the revolver. Wow, see, I thought that was not possible. You know, say it ain't so. Come on, that cannot be possible. 
that somebody win the fight with only six shots in their revolver. That's what everybody says. That's not possible. That's why you have to have a 17-round, 9-millimeter semi-automatic blaster. You have to have that. I mean, you're risking your life if you don't, right? I guess. I mean, that seems to be the prevailing wisdom, right? You gotta have these big guns with 17, 18 rounds, or by golly, you're just putting your life in danger all the time. Yeah, see, I've never really bought into that, to be honest. Yes, I like to carry high-capacity or normal-capacity firearms. I like to carry a Glock 19, which holds 16 rounds. I like to carry a Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0 compact, which holds 16 rounds. But if I can't, I'll carry a Glock 43. I'll carry a Smith & Wesson M&P shield. I'll carry a 43X or 48. I'll carry a Glock 42. If I really have to, I'll slide my pretty cool Ruger LCP2 in my pocket with uh, seven rounds of 380. Because you know what? The odds of me winning the fight with those guns, they, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. So I'm not going to feel like my life is in, in could be in danger because I don't have my 16-round or 18-round semi-automatic blaster with me. So, you know, if you just simply cannot carry guns like that, and they're not for everybody. You know, a Glock 17, a, 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 a SIG P320, an M&P 2.0, a, a, a CZ, a, a, a Beretta, all the high-capacity 9 millimeters out there, the XDMs and all that, they're not for everybody to conceal carry. Some people just cannot or will not do it. I think it's okay if you have to downsize to make sure you got your gun with you. If you have to downsize, you know what? You're probably going to win the fight, even with your smaller gun. You know why? Because you have a gun. Because you you remembered rule number one of a gunfight. Rule number one of a gunfight, have a gun. Actually, I think that's rule number 1B. Rule number one of a gunfight is don't get in one. But if you find yourself in one, then go to rule number 1B, have a gun. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad John put that out there, John Korea at Active Self-Protection. Watch his channel if you don't, his YouTube channel, it's very good. And uh, just some some food for thought. I I think that uh, too much emphasis is being placed on we got to carry these large guns, large guns, large guns. And we got people out there winning gunfights with six-shot revolvers. And, oh, yeah, guess what? It's 2019. And we still have people out there winning gunfights with six-shot revolvers. We still have people out there winning gunfights with five-shot J-frame revolvers. You better be well-trained on how to use it because they're not easy to shoot. But it's being done. Yeah, people are saving their lives with pocket 380s. They do. Yep, they do. They do. Or, you know, single-stack 9mm guns. They're, they're saving their, their, their lives with single-stack 9mm guns. So, you know, uh, take it with a grain of salt, I think, when someone really starts pushing uh, the concept that the only way to carry is to make sure you got this big Wonder 9, you know, 
super duper blaster and you got to have 17 rounds and then you got to have another 18 round magazine on your belt as a reload wow yeah what's what are the odds going to be that you got to jam another 17 or 18 rounds into that pistol and so it's going to be 35 rounds by the time that the gunfight is over come on really really uh it's possible, but I I prepare for the most likely, not for the possible. Anything is possible. Really, I mean, anything's possible. But I prepare for the most likely. What is the most likely? I analyze my lifestyle and I determine what is the most likely thing to happen. I do the same thing when it comes to everything else in life, my finances, everything else. What is the most likely? So that's how I want to finish up. Um, Folks, thanks again for listening to the 475th episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Remember that I have an Amazon store. If you make your Amazon purchases, go to handgunworld.com first. Use my Amazon store. That helps support my show. Ben Branham and I have an awesome Shooters Club video, exclusive video program That's only $8 a month or $75 a year to join. And it's very instructional, very helpful videos. And, of course, we've got Modern Handgunners. That's a free YouTube site. Check us out, youtube.com slash modernhandgunners. Subscribe. We're going to be doing a lot more gun reviews coming up. So, thanks again. I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Remember, evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. Shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.